0: New Year! Welcome to 2023. Is there a better way to start the new year than a Sunday morning? I don't think so. Why don't you stand with me as we open with prayer and just invite the Lord's presence, shall we? And just uh, give thanks to the year we've experienced together, but looking forward to another year as God leads us by His Spirit. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the blessing it is to serve you. We're thankful for this morning, this day that we can recognize the turning of a calendar and we can look forward to what you have in store. And while we give thanks for what's been experienced, the good, the, the difficult, the challenging, and the wonderful, we also know, Lord, that you will guide us by your Holy Spirit coming into this new year. We just give you thanks and praise and just, uh, just ask that you will just receive our honoring praise to you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you join us as we sing a few songs of of praise and worship today.
1: So we have a brand new year, and I thought we'd recap uh, all the new songs that we learned last year. So these are our songs that were introduced to the church in 2022, except one of them ends up, it was a new song for the youth group. So sorry, it'll actually be new, new. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See and open up my eyes From the day you saved my soul you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's try it again. I was lost in the shame, could not get past my blame, till he called my name. I'm so glad he changed me, darkness held me down, Jesus pulled me out, I'm no longer found. So glad he saved me, see I'm Now a new creation in Christ. The old has gone. Now I'm walking free, I've got the victory, it's all over me, I'm so glad you changed.
0: moment and just pray for the offering at this time and just give God thanks that we have that blessing to give and uh, just uh, bless his holy name. Lord God, thank you for the privilege it is to just serve you, to sing, to just honor you with our lives and also with our tithes and our offerings. We just pray a blessing on this time for those who've already given. We're just so thankful and we just bless you for that. And as we uh, just give in this offering plate here today, or whether it's online, however it may be, Lord. We're just thankful that we can start this year with an opportunity to give to you. We just give thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You're welcome to come to the offering plate uh, as we continue to worship.
1: I think this is a song that ended up being the, the youth group song, right? Is that what we all agreed on? Yep. <coughs> Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. For fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side Forever lift him high, with all creation cry, God, we praise you, oh, 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 oh. we praise you, Oh, oh, let faith be a song that overcomes the raging sea, let faith be a song that calms the storms inside of me. There's no place I go that He is not Where the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom Where we dance through the darkness As we believe it Every
2: struggle
1: has to break At the name of Jesus Where the Spirit of the Lord is There's freedom. When the ground below is shaking, joy cannot be shaken. There's nothing stands between me and my God. So I'm looking for Jesus through a veil that's torn to pieces.
2: There's nothing stands
1: between me and my God. The of the Lord is, there is freedom, we'll be there just through the darkness, as we believe
3: it, every stronghold as we break up the veil of Jesus.
1: The walls come crumbling down When the people of God sing Hear the heavenly roar Every heart set free Hear the chains of shame Hit the ground when the people of God sing Watch the lies break off Watch the enemies sing Watch the walls come crumbling down When the people of God sing Hear the heavenly roar Shame hit the ground where the people of God see where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We'll be through the darkness, cause we believe it. Every stronghold as we break at the name of Jesus, where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, the the Lord is there is freedom. We'll be we dancing do. through the darkness.
3: The name above all names
0: just take some time to just meditate upon who he is, shall we? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we are able to recognize who you are together as a family here this day. We're so thankful for the freedom we have to express ourselves. We don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to hide around corners or in homes. While it's good to gather in homes, it's not something we must do. We have freedom in this country to be able to express ourselves. Those freedoms often are under attack, but we're still able to do exactly what even the earliest Americans were able to do, to just bless your holy name, to publicly express that love and to commit ourselves into your hands. We're thankful that we can honor you today, Lord, that we can say the name Jesus without hesitations. We're thankful that your Holy Spirit is here with us dwelling within us. While this building is special and it's blessed by you, it is not your temple. The people are your temple. We are the temple of your Holy Spirit. When we gather in your name, we bring you with us. Your blessed anointing is upon us. May we never take that for granted. And Lord, we just pray that you will just continue to guide us this day as we open our hearts to your word, as we open our our ears to your word, as we just commit ourselves to following through with what you call us to. I pray, God, that you will bless and guide as only you can. We give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you're seated this morning. it's good together. It's good to be together this morning, and we're going to just go over the announcements real quickly, and then I'm going to ask Beth to come and share a little bit about what they're doing for BGMC today. Uh, You have a bulletin, so that's something we've actually discussed as a board. Do we keep the bulletin? Do we go to digital? And the expressions and the discussions have been primarily, we keep the bulletin. And uh, it's not a great deal of cost, So be thankful that your board has stood up for you if you're a bulletin kind of person. Anybody here? A few of you? Uh, The day may come someday in the future, but not too too, uh, quickly that we may uh, go with digital. And if you have the app, uh, it does have so much more capabilities. Please use it. And if you don't have it, find out how you can get that. Uh, The announcements here are... um, that there is a coffee host needed for 2023. Please be aware of that, ladies. Uh, Common Ground continues to meet on a monthly basis. So this first Wednesday of the month, Common Ground will be gathering uh, postage stamps needed. If you don't understand what that is, speak with Yvonne. She'll explain how that helps missionaries. Sunday school outcast youth will resume. We've been on break for the Christmas uh, season. Uh, We also have uh, High Point will be starting up, Uh, Salt is going to be meeting, Movie in the Morning is happening on January 14th. All those things are there for your enjoyment to read. Uh, We do also have a funeral that we are preparing for, for Bo Anderson, and that will be this Thursday. If you have questions about that, see me, see Tina, and uh, we'll we'll get you... uh, informed on what's happening with that. Uh, Most of you probably know Dale. This is Dale Anderson's son that passed, that we are uh, going to be doing a service here for the family and the friends. So just so you're aware of that as well. And I'm going to ask Beth to come and share uh, what the kids are going to do for BGMC today.
2: Good morning. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, you know, when I was a little girl, we did BGMC. And I had my buddy barrel at my house, and my sister and I, we brought our buddy barrels and we dumped it in the offering. And here we are still doing it. And BGMC has for many years made a difference around the world. And we talk about, downstairs, we talk about Go360 because it really reaches kids around the world. We also, today we're going to be talking about Compassion Link, and it's not in a specific country, but it does wonderful things around the world, but I just want to focus on that word compassion, that, and we talk about this down in Kids Church, that some of the things that the missionaries are doing with our funds is fabulous, and I encourage the kids to find things that they can do here in Glendive, because there are people here in Glendive that need Jesus. And I just want to encourage each one of you, look around this week. What can you do to make a difference in someone's life here in Glendale? So Compassion Link has experienced firsthand the blessing of BGMC support, from special water well drilling equipment to tools that allow our medical teams to treat patients with specific health issues. BGMC has played a role in every outreach Compassion Link has had. We are well aware of the difference that boys and girls who give to BGMC are making in our ministry, and we can't thank you enough. So here's just a few things that they do around the world. Um, water well drills, medical equipment, audiovisual equipment, um, camera gear, and satellite phone. Um, today we're going to talk about how a well that was drilled made, reached out and made a difference to people. Um, That's what we're going to talk about in BGMC today. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for Compassion Link. We thank you for calling people there to this ministry, Lord. And we pray for protection and open doors. And Lord, just the furthering of your kingdom around the world, Lord. And we just thank you for these funds that are going to be given today to BGMC, Lord. And I pray you just use them for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So kids, if anybody ha- has any BGMC money, hold it up. The kids are going to come around and collect it, or you can come up, and we're going to put it in the, in the buckets. So if you have a dollar or some change, we have some kids here that are going to come around. And oh, here comes us right in here, buddy. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Beth. Now I was thinking, you said a dollar. I was thinking $100. Okay, $100. <laughs> that, that works, too. I think they take those. We got money. We got to get those buckets passed around. You can just grab the bucket if you like. All right. Doing good. While the kids are finishing up the offering, uh, you all can turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we will prepare to look at our, our text for the day. All right. Thank you, guys. And you can be dismissed to go to BGMC, to kids' church. Thank you, everyone, for giving. Starting a new year of giving for missions. And uh, so we're thankful for all that we were able to do in 2022. And now we're looking at a 2023. That sounds like a really good rifle caliber to me, I don't know. (laughs) 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, let's start there. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel, for the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher an apostle and a teacher, which is why I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Amen. What a what a wonderful passage of scripture. Uh, many of you have memorized it in years past. Some of you could probably still quote much of that passage of uh, verbatim. It's a wonderful passage, but I want to focus on two verses as our our message today. And that will be verse 7 and also verse 8. Verse 7 is a great three-point outline. I didn't do it that way today, but I do want to encourage you with what is being said here. That we can live boldly. Live boldly. And if you want to fill in the blanks there, you certainly can. Live boldly in this world. Live boldly for God. Live boldly for your family. Uh, Live boldly for Jesus Christ. I really think that we need to step up our game, if you will, as we go into this year of 2023. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's let's, uh, be able to stand with faith, with hope, with joy, and all the things that are wrapped up in this understanding. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, we're thankful that we can come into this new year with just a challenge of being bold for you that we can do so with love, we can do so with power, we can do this uh, with an understanding of your Holy Spirit's presence within us. And I just ask, Lord God, that you will quicken our minds, that we will be able to receive your word of truth today. As simple as it is, may we embrace it, and may we then live it as we follow you in faith. We ask your blessing on the message. Help me, Lord, to speak your words, and help us all to receive them in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, a question that I ask uh, that puts things in perspective would be this. What scares you? And, and just think about it for a moment. What, what in your life is scary? Uh, what really does petrify you with fear, if anything at all? Uh, I've often been asked that, and I honestly can't think of anything that really scares me, scares me. Uh, I've had people try to scare me, you know, come up behind go, boo. And I just kind of go, oh, someone said boo. Uh, I mean, as I, I I don't know what it is. I don't react. Uh, people have tried. Uh, I suppose there's been moments in my life where I was scared. I, I remember driving my car at top-end speed. I don't know what it was because I pegged the needle at 120-plus, you know, those cars. 72-olds, Cutlass, 350, four-barrel engine, rocket engine, they say. I remember uh, when I thought this car might fly off the road, it's floating, uh, and I heard this really loud screaming noise, and I didn't know what it was, it was piercing my ears, it literally hurt, and, and I had this, this, this statement, this, this word from God, as my seatbelt was nicely folded up in the clips uh, on the hood, you know, those old 72 cars. Beautiful car, no tears in any seat, black leather interior, hard top, cherry red, beautiful car. I wish I still had that car. That car would be worth about 35,000 right now. Sold it for 5. So yeah, that hurts just a little bit. But I was screaming along and God says to me, thou shalt not test the Lord your God. And then I had the vision of the front left tire blowing. Knowing I would not even know, because I would be dead that fast, and I broke out in a cold sweat. I remember being afraid at that moment, that I was on the verge of death. I I, I should finish the story. I let off the throttle, and that high pitched screaming noise became a little less piercing, and I realized that it was actually the engine. It was really screaming. And then I thought, oh, man, I broke my speedometer because it just stuck there on the peg. <sighs> and I was thinking, great. As it slowed down and slowed down and slowed down, and then it hit 120, 10, 100. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was really moving. Thankfully, the speedometer didn't break. Hallelujah. But what scares you? Spiders? Rattlesnakes? Here's an interesting truth. It might surprise you, maybe not, that public speaking has been listed as the number one fear for Americans. I find that just interesting. Here I am doing this all the time and that's your number one fear, (laughs) public speaking. While spreading the gospel message does not, and I want to say this, it does not require public speaking, it does explain why so many people have a fear of sharing their faith. I want to encourage you, as we enter into the year 2023, I'd like to remind you that you have nothing to fear but God himself. Matthew 10, verse 28, speaks to do not fear the one that can kill the body or the soul. Right? or can't, can't, can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Fear the one who can send that soul to hell, right? Who's that? That's God. Some people misinterpret and think it's speaking of the devil. Well, the Satan doesn't have that power. He doesn't have that authority. We need to fear the Lord God Almighty if we fear anything at all. And so I want to encourage you to live boldly and quit being afraid of sharing your faith to truly speak the name of jesus don 't just sing it. Amen. Speak the name of jesus and, and, and I actually talked to a good friend of mine who called you know just to be, be a counsel to me, uh, someone I look up to, a mentor, and I was sharing some things with with him and I said you know i 've actually said this in a public way. And I said, I don't know if I should have said it or not, but this is what I told the congregation. Quit inviting people to church. Begin inviting them to know the Lord. Because the church does not save people. The Holy Spirit does. And the greatest testimony that will lead people to Christ is yours. And I really believe that we're going to see an increase in salvations in this year, but it's not going to happen at this altar. It's going to happen at yours. By your testimony. By your one-on-one conversation. Yes, you can lead that person into the saving grace of God. It does not take a person with a title. It does not take a pastor to pray that prayer publicly. It does not take bow your heads, close your eyes, raise your hands. It's going to be happening because of you and the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. We need to be bold. We need to step away from our fears. Fan into flame the gift of God which is in you and live boldly for the cause of Christ. That is our challenge for the year. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. If you have the Holy Spirit within you, if you are a born-again believer, if you're a follower of Christ, this verse is for you. God has not given you a spirit of fear. So why are you afraid? There's nothing to fear here. What has he given you? Well, it breaks it down And these three points are so easily put into place. Let's talk about the first one. He has given you the spirit of power. (coughs) Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You will receive power. Power for what? Power to be. Not power to do, power to be. What is it you're going to be? You're going to be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that the day of Pentecost was an exceptionally wonderful day. And we can certainly look at chapter 2 of Acts and see when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, the 120. Suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's pretty amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me as I still have a bit of a cough. <clears throat> that is not where the power lies. I mean, yes it is, but that's not the focus of the power of God. We often misunderstand and we, we see the, the, the miraculous. We see the tongues that looked like fire that were upon the heads of the disciples. We hear that they spoke in tongues. And we know that that happened in numerous situations in the book of Acts. But where the power is truly expressed and seen in a miraculous way based upon what Jesus told them they would receive is verse 37 through 41. When they heard this, what did they hear? The preaching of a fisherman. The anointed word of God, breaking down the history of God and his anointing upon the people that was expressed in the prophets. And then, of course, wrapping that up into an understanding that Jesus of Nazareth is the man that you have slain. He is the one who is the Messiah. He has died but raised again to life. The preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ comes through a fisherman who is anointed by God to be the earliest leader, the leader of the early church, of the way, if you will. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? We killed the Messiah. The the blood of Christ is on our hands. Now, were they literally involved? No. But they did not understand who he was, they heard about him, they may have even received a miracle from him. But they were cut to the heart because they did not recognize him in the time of his coming. And so they ask, what can we do now? And Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized. And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. You want to know where the power of the Holy Spirit comes? That's where it was. It wasn't in the tongues of fire. It wasn't in the speaking of tongues. It was the word of God expressed that cut to the heart of the soul of the individual that led them to the saving grace of Jesus Christ and they were born again. That was the power of God through the day of Pentecost. That does not mean that tongues are not important. That does not mean that the the tongues of fire, which has happened on a few other occasions throughout the centuries... but it's certainly not the most common thing that happens. But what is common and what does happen is through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you become a powerful witness. And your words are able to break through the walls of the souls that have built themselves against God and something miraculous takes place because of his anointing upon you and your testimony breaks through to the heart of the man or the woman or the child. I want you to understand something that's pretty powerful. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, man who became flesh. We celebrated His birth. We recognize Emmanuel, God with us. He lived His life. For 33 years He walked this earth and had a total of 120 followers. 120 followers. That's it. How is it possible that God can only impact his world to such a degree. Why didn't he have 5,000 followers? Why didn't he have tens of thousands of followers? Why didn't he save the entire region so that all of Israel recognized him for who he was and every single person that met him knew he is the Christ? I follow him. But no, 120 people, that's it. But when the Holy Spirit came down upon His disciples, 3,000 people got saved. Wow. Acts chapter 4, verse 33. Talk about boldness. Just one verse that expresses the apostles and their testimony in the world. With great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Now, those of us who are Pentecostals, we are Assembly of God born and raised, uh, we probably would love to see a verse that would express And with great power, the apostles spoke in tongues and prayed upon the sick, and miraculously, all were healed. That happened. But is that the most important thing that happened? No. The testimony of the apostles that led to the saving of souls was the most important thing that was happening from the day of Pentecost and on. I'm so thankful that I can pray in tongues because I know when I pray in tongues, I'm not praying my own words. You see, there are times where I get in the way of God. My prayers can be tainted with my selfishness and my pride. But when I pray in tongues, it's the words God's giving me. And it's the pure, honest, 100% will of God. So I don't want to minimize the value of what tongues represented in the early days until today. But I do want you to understand that the power Jesus referenced was not the tongues. If it was, he would have said so. And you will receive power as the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will speak in other tongues. No, that's not what he said. And you will be my witness. That's where the power is all about. That's what we need to be receiving in our own hearts if you can grasp this, I believe you will see the anointing of God in your life in such a way that you may speak in tongues, but more importantly, your testimony will save the lives of your friends and your family through the anointing of God and the word and the testimony that comes from you through him and breaks through that wall that's bearing the barrier that keeps them from saying yes to Jesus Christ. It's interesting. I have said many times trying to teach about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that it's not that the born-again believer has less of God. That is absolutely not true. If you are born again, I want you you to rest assured, you have all of God That there is. He does not give himself to you in half measure. Come on. Any amens? Any praise God? Hallelujah? But there is a difference between the one who is born again and the one who has gone beyond the born again experience into that place and that understanding and that experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the difference is this. God has more of you. That's the difference. The anointing of God upon the soul that has completely submitted themselves into the hands of God is what a baptized in the Holy Spirit follower of Christ is. And the power of God that's expressed is not centered around the tongues Because quite honestly, there are many people who have sought after tongues and it's more of a selfish, prideful seeking than a true, genuine, humbling seeking of God. Don't seek the tongues. Seek to give yourself more. Give of yourself more. Quit holding back and say to him with sincerity and with true desire of your heart of hearts, Lord, I want to be able to share my testimony more successfully, more faithfully, more purely. I want to live with no fear. I want to have your power upon me so that I can share my testimony without hesitation. I will not be afraid about what words to say because your anointing is upon me to say the words you want me to say. When you begin to seek God in such a way that you want your testimony to come with power, you are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's not about you, it's about the more you can give of yourself. And the power and the anointing of the apostles is expressed in that verse that they spoke with power. What did they speak? It doesn't say anything about tongues, does it? It says they spoke with power as they gave their testimonies. But power is not enough. You also need love. How many remember the Gong show? That That is my go-to when I think of a clanging symbol of a so-called righteous person making a lot of noise. There are times where I'm like, no, no, don't, don't do it. And they, they just, they do it anyway and they gong. And then there's times where I'm begging, please, somebody gong this guy. This hurts me to watch. You, wasn't that a great show? That We should bring one back. That was just too much fun. Way better than Lawrence Welk. (laughs) Uh, Ephesians chapter 5. I kind of like Lawrence Welk. I hear people say, yeah, I had to watch Lawrence Welk when I grew up. You don't know what you're suffering these days. I actually kind of enjoyed it at times. Especially since he was a North Dakota boy. That was kind of cool. Ephesians 5, verse 2, what does it say? And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, of love. And this love is what? This love is the love of Christ. This is the love that Christ gave for you, and he's asking you to live for him in the same way. He is our example of how to love. Galatians, chapter 5, verse 6. For the, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. So let me break that down in a modern-day understanding. Faith working through love is what's important, not your religious devotion. How do we say that? I don't care how many minutes a day you pray. I don't care how many chapters of the Bible you read every day. I don't. What I care about is how you love. Because those things will take care of themselves. But if you can love, if you can truly love people the way you're called to love, as Christ loves, and you understand that you are going to give of yourself for the sake of others, then you are going to have an effective walk in Christ. You're going to have a powerful testimony and people will receive it because you love them. You're not the gl- clanging, gonging, noisy symbols. But you are genuine. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Do not be afraid. What has he given you? He's given you a spirit of power. He's given you a spirit of love. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 3 through verse 5. It says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. This is good news. There's a lot of evil in our world today. If you haven't noticed, there you go. Now you know. And we have confidence in the Lord about you that you are doing and will do the things we command. So this is about you're protected from the evil one. You're going to faithfully do the will of God. And verse 5 comes, May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God. How is this Possible? How are you protected? How are you faithfully able to do the will of God? Because of your love for Him. The Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. You're fearless because there is power and there is love. The Lord leads our hearts to His love. And that's connected to doing His will. You, you remember when Jesus said those words in John chapter 15? If you love me, you will obey my commands. One of the silliest examples of me learning that lesson, I've shared it a few times before, I shared it here once, at least once before, was this aha moment, realizing that my taking the garbage out of the house to the burning barrel was a way to express my love to my mom. I mean, how silly is that? I remember the emotional breakdown that I wasn't having (laughs) because I wasn't doing the job, right? You know, teenagers. Anybody know teenagers? And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I don't get it. What's the big deal? That sounds just like teenage talk, right? And I remember my mom with tears, expressing that it would just be nice for once, that you would see the garbage is full, and you would take it out without me having to ask. (laughs) Mind blown. And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you saying? (laughs) I mean, teenagers don't always quite understand, right? Honestly, sometimes I still don't understand, and I'm not a teenager. I came to grasp it. That seeing the garbage full and actually doing the job without being asked was a form and a way of telling my mom, I love you. And I thought, is that the best way to show love? And she said, well, it's a good place to start, right? And so I made it an intentional thought, I'm going to start doing this. And of course, that's helped me going into marriage. I don't always get it right, but I do remember learning the lesson when I'm done eating whatever it is I'm eating, don't just leave it on the end table by the chair. I heard a couple amens. Guys, come on, listen up. Your wife is not your maid. You can clean up your dirty mess. Take it from the coffee table, the end table, whatever you call it, to the sink, and if you need to rinse it out, go ahead. If you want to load the dishes without even, you you, you get where I'm going. Well, here's, here's the phenomenal news. This is so simple, it's so easy. God does not know your love because you sang the song right. He doesn't know your love because you read a few verses of the Bible. He doesn't know you're you're loving him because you had a list of prayer items and you spent 15 minutes praying. How does he know you love? Because you do what he asks. What is he asking you to do? Share your testimony. It's the greatest way that you can express your love to God. The Holy Spirit is power. The Holy Spirit is love. The Holy Spirit is self-control or a sound mind. They both work. Different translations say it different ways. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. There's that thing about doing His commands again. Knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The Holy Spirit will help you to keep this together. He leads our hearts, yes, but he also helps you to stand firm in your faith. He gives you a sound mind, which helps you with your self-control. Now, I remember learning the lesson when I was still a teenager as well from my grandpa that I thought just because you're old, you just have it made. Faith is easy. You never struggle anymore because you're so used to doing the things that are right that you're simply almost like robotic. You're just a man of God and you always know the right thing to say. You never sin anymore because you're like, you're like perfect now. You're old. And my grandpa ruined my life telling me that just because he old, he's old doesn't mean he doesn't struggle with sin. I'm like, Grandpa, stop it! You're ruining my life. And he just laughed, ha, 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 ha," with the way Grandpa would. And I found out that even when you get old, you still have to die to your flesh every day. You're not perfect. You still need to commit yourselves into the hands of God and intentionally do what he asks. That means you have to intentionally die to your flesh. And that's why Jesus told us to take up our cross every day. Well, here's the good news. By the anointing of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, you not only have power, you not only have love, you also get a sound mind that helps you with your self-control. You have the advantage of the Holy Spirit on your side. Isn't that good news? God will convict you when you're going wayward. Hallelujah. He will Tell you to stop. If you're listening and you love him, you stop. You can stand firm. The, the waves of this world will not affect you, the, 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 the culture of the people will not influence you because of the sound mind of the Holy Spirit upon you. I like 1 Peter chapter 1 that deals with the mind, and I'll, I'll end that discussion there. 1 Peter. Chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, there's that sound mind, self-control, preparation of the mindset, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Prepare your mind for action. What does that look like? To me, the best example is when the starter of the race raises his gun and puts his hand in the air and says, Ready, set, bang, go. If he says, Ready, and you're kind of like, Set, go. Oh, oh, I was supposed to go. Well, you obviously haven't prepared your mind for action. What does that look like in the real world In the subject matter therein? It's like, Lord Jesus, give me someone I can share my faith with today. And you go into your world. You go pick up those groceries. You put the gas in the tank. You go to the job and you do the thing. Whatever that is. And while you are at the grocery store, while you are pumping gas, while you're at work, opportunities begin to show themselves for you to share your faith. Why? Because you prepared your mind for action. And the power of God is upon you, and the love of His Spirit is within you, and the sound mind of your spirit is saying, I'm ready. And God gives you the opportunity to share your faith with someone, and you make their day. No, you don't make their day. You make their eternity because they have an opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ. But when you don't begin your day with, Lord, give me an opportunity to share my faith, it's likely you're not going to have the opportunity to share your faith. Or if the opportunity arises, you stand there dumbstruck. (gasps) Oh! Ah, what do I say? What do I do? Why do I go to church? Because I grew up doing that. And that's what I do. That's not an answer. How about because I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart and He is the way to the Father and I already get to know God now and someday I'll actually know Him in a way that's hard to even imagine right now because I'll see Him face to face. I mean, it's really amazing to have God in my life. Because no matter what happens in this world, I find joy. No matter who the president is, I have peace. You mean you can live in America and not like who the president is and still have peace? Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to go to politics, didn't I? I mean, I don't know why they call him Sleepy Joe. I I don't know what that's coming from. But... I do know that he's not always coherent. And that's concerning. Is that concerning to anyone else? Obviously it is. But guess what? Here's the cool factor. I have joy. I have peace. I have a reason to live, to wake up with a smile on my face every single day as I walk with Jesus. Because it doesn't matter for my soul and my eternity. It might matter for my taxes and my gas price. It might matter for the cost of food. Yes, I get it. But that's life. Let's move on. Let's, let's walk with his joy. Let's walk with his peace. And if you have a problem with who's in the leadership roles, then get out and vote. Be a part of the process. And I don't know if all my votes are being counted or not. I hope they are. I hope some people didn't vote five times. They likely did. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to walk with joy. I'm going to walk with peace. And I'm going to hope that someone straightens that out. And if they don't, well, that stinks. But I have joy. And I have peace. And I have love. And I have a reason to live. I have a reason to get up every day and be able to have a heart and a mindset of wanting to know who can I speak to about how much awesome God is. How awesome He truly is. Now, much awesome is not the right way to say that. I kind of changed gears in the middle there. Did you notice? Well, now you did. I just brought it out. So, live boldly. What does that look like? That means, hey, would you like to come over to my house for a meal? Why don't you come, bring the kids. And if you don't mind, I have this scripture verse that's just so wonderful. I'd love to share it with you. Would you be okay with that? Awesome. Six o'clock then. We'll see you tomorrow night. You sit around the table. You eat your awesome food. Remember I asked if it would be okay if I shared the verse? Here's the verse I was thinking of. What do you think? Boy, I've never heard that before. That's pretty cool. What does it mean? This This is how we reach our world, people. But that takes a boldness on your part. But don't worry. Don't be afraid. You have power, love, and a sound mind. I mean, I, I look forward to people coming, receiving Christ here in, in service. That, that is a wonderful thing. But have you noticed it's happening less often? Almost to the point of rarity? I believe God is leading us to do things different. Quit relying on the pulpit for the salvation message and begin bringing it home bringing it to work, bringing it to every place you go. So there's only two major points. Fearless was the first one, so hey, quit being afraid. And number two, unashamed. 2 Timothy 1 verse 8. It's pretty obvious. He says he's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go there real quickly. Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me his prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Paul knew what it was to live that life. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and verse 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The gospel is the power of God. What is the gospel? The gospel is your testimony. Is it really that simple? Well, think about it. The saving grace of God is the good news. How do you come to the Father? Through Jesus Christ. And your testimony is a personal connection to the story. And as you share your faith and your testimony, you not only bring the word of God into play, but you bring your own uh, experience into play. And no one can argue what you've experienced. They listen. They might say, well, that's really good for you, but it's not for me. That, that could happen. But you love them. And you have the words of the Lord with you through the sound mind. And you share your faith fearlessly and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work. It is the power of God. What's the power of God? The gospel. What is the gospel? It's good news. And the good news includes your testimony. Everything I've shared was from the positive side of the challenge. There's one verse that looks at it from the negative and I'm going to bring that up now. It's Luke chapter 9. And you can just say, thanks for not bringing lots of negative ones into play. Right? Wasn't that nice? Luke chapter 9 verse 26. It says it this way. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him will the Son of Man be ashamed. When he comes in his glory, and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Yai, Whom should I fear? Well, I'm not going to fear the one who can kill me. I'm going to be more fearful of the one who can send me to hell. That's God. Now, does that mean I walk around with fear? No, because I am saved. I'm a child of the King. You are a child of the King. We are born again. We have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we have His love. We have His power. We have the sound mind that the the Word expresses. And because of the call of God upon us, and we love Him, we do what He asks of us, which is, share your testimony. If you really love Him, it's what you do. If you're not willing to share your testimony, I question your love. Why should I have the right to do so? Because of the Word of God. We can go all afternoon about all the things that we should be doing as followers of Christ. And that the measure of it is if you don't do it, you don't really love him. He's a convenience. He's your dodge-the-bullet savior. Well, guess what? Jesus didn't call us to dodge the bullet. To barely miss hell. No, he called us to live for him. And to love him means to do his commands. And to do his commands is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. To share the gospel of Jesus Christ is to share a testimony. And to share a testimony means we're not ashamed. Are you ashamed of Jesus Christ? Prove it. How's that for a challenge for the new year? Oh, Lord, you kind of put me out there. Yeah, I think that's the kind of year it's going to be. Let's quit waffling around pretending. How about we really get serious and actually follow him? Where you go, I'll go. Where you lead, oh. Well, let's sing the song together. No, better yet, let's do it. Let's do it. Would you stand with me as we close? There's going to come a time where I'm going to have to set aside a part in our service for the testimonies of, saving, of the saving souls that have taken place. I anticipate it. You're going to give me a call? Pastor, I can't help but just share this with you. Someone got saved this week as I shared my testimony. Is it okay if I share that on a Sunday morning? Yes. And that's going to be a regular routine. Lord willing. And we're going to have to maybe cut corners. I'm going to have to preach less time. I'm going to have to cut my message down to like 15 minutes. Oh, Lord, please, no. Oh, Lord, please, no, I'm waiting for the amens. They're not coming. They're not coming, Lord, they're not coming. You know what? I'm willing to do that if we need more time for testimonies of souls that are saved. That's an easy one to do. I can preach a five-minute message. I can preach a 10-minute, 15-minute. I can preach an hour long. Lord, whatever you ask, I'll, I'm willing. There's no reason to live in fear. The power of God is in you. Through the miracle of rebirth, His Spirit dwells within you. You have become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I do challenge you to go into a greater way of knowing through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We call that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Seek Him And seek his face, not so you can speak in tongues. That is a a wonderful blessing, and it certainly is important in many different ways. But that is not what the power of God upon you is all about. It's about your ability to testify and to live for him boldly, unashamed, with the anointing of his love upon you, that you just ooze and carry the love of God that cannot help but be seen in you. Will you join me and live boldly for God in this year, 2023? I pray with my heart of hearts that you say yes. Yes, I will join you in that. Lord, thank you for the challenge. I've needed it. I, too, resonate with this in my own life to recognize I'm not always praying the right prayers. I'm not always looking for opportunity to share my faith. I'm not preparing my mind for action. I need to be more faithfully willing every day. May we all receive the challenge that is before us as we go into this new year to live boldly for you. And may we see the fruit of your Spirit upon us displayed by seeing the lives of others saved. We cannot save anybody. Only you can truly save anyone. That's obvious. But you have chosen to use your children to spread the gospel, the good news. I pray that we are willing, we are willing to live such bold lives. I pray your anointing upon us as we go from this place into our mission field We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year.